Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get close to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. I personally define intimacy as emotional vulnerability. Yeah. And allowing people to see the real you Mm. for what you are. And I think that just in itself, allowing people to get close to you, seeing the real you and just stepping into that vulnerability just transforms your life in so many ways, not just relationships. We're all the same. We're literally yeah. all the same. We've all got the same fears. We've all got the same insecurities. We've all got the same, like, shitty thoughts, just in different, like, formats. But we all have the same shit. And it's like, when you just let someone else know that and not pretend to have it all together will be perfect, then that person is allowed to be a human too. Hello and welcome back to the show, everybody. Those clips were taken from today's episode where we're talking all about intimacy, why you may struggle with intimacy and how you can create more in your life. Let's talk about sex, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And not that kind of intimacy, really. I mean, that plays into it. But yeah, people always think intimacy, they they just just think, oh, right, sex in the bedroom. Yeah, literally. But that's not what we're talking about today. No. We're talking about like life intimacy, intimacy yeah. with yourself, with your friends, relationships, even family. Yeah, and new people that you meet because yeah. you can tell the people that you meet that are like they're so guarded. Like mm. even like just a, a casual acquaintance, and they're yeah, like, yeah, that's very true. The guy that served me in little this morning, honestly, he was like, bless his soul. I'm not judging him, but he was like, hi. He was doing this to everyone. Hi, you're right. But like his body language, everything he was saying was like don't talk to me, oh. don't, you know, like, don't engage with me. But it was like, hi, you're right. <laughs> and I just thought that in my head, like, your body language and how you kind of um, show up to someone says a lot about, like, whether you're willing to get into a conversation or oh, be yeah, intimate. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not even about your words or what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor little guy in little. Poor little guy in little. You should have told him to listen to the episode. <laughs> I was thinking, probably because I was thinking about intimacy as well. I was like, be intimate with me. <laughs> Check out, boy. If you could hear this, you'd absolutely think I was crazy. He might be a secret listener. He might be. Shout out, check out, boy. And now I'm going to get like a restraining order. Yeah. No, it's true because like there's, I think there's like certain people that like will walk down the street and people will like talk to them, won't they? Because they've Mm. probably got that open sort of body Mm. language and then, yeah. But I mean, that's not always true because sometimes men who we will try and talk to you when you quite obviously don't want to be spoken to. Yeah, that's But they're true. just not reading the room. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so what is intimacy? So what is intimacy, guys? <laughs> well, I personally define intimacy as emotional vulnerability. Yeah. And allowing people to see the real you mm. for what you are. And I think that just in itself allowing people to get close to you seeing the real you and just stepping into that vulnerability just transforms your life in so many ways not just relationships yeah what is intimacy to you intimacy to me yeah i think it's it's uh sex (laughs) (laughs) such a stupid joke we are bare childish um (laughs) no i think i think it's about authenticity and like Mm. really stepping into your authentic self and allowing the world to see that and experience that yeah pure authentic you um because a lot of people like struggle with with authenticity and being their true self um and yeah so no i get that i think it is about because as well you could show up to the world and be intimate and try and 
um, yeah, try and be intimate. But if you're not actually being your authentic, true self, that's not true intimacy. No. And I think there's always like a cap on that. Yeah, definitely. So definitely that, yeah, authenticity plays a massive role yeah. in intimacy. Yeah. So this, this episode is like structured around like how to bring more intimacy into your life with other people. But actually like I think a lot of it stems with you first. Mm. Because if you aren't comfortable with your authentic self, then you're definitely going to avoid being intimate with anybody else and letting Mm. them actually see the real you yeah so i think a lot of it like a lot of the tips we're going to give like about other people and how to improve it but i think a lot so much of it stems from how intimate are you with yourself first like yes so true and that's something we can definitely learn and develop but i think yeah let's start off with the signs that you may struggle some people might be thinking like Do I struggle with intimacy? I don't have a clue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think like the overarching one really is to avoid vulnerability and to not allow people to get too close to you in relationships and friendships. And like definitely in relationships, you can see where this may play a role where people may fall in love and they struggle with intimacy. And it's the pain of actually stepping into vulnerability, which is holding them back. It's not that they don't want to be intimate, but it's like if you can't be vulnerable with somebody else, which can be really, really hard that will like automatically stop intimacy. No, definitely. You know, um, uh, Brene Brown, mm-hmm. I don't listen to that much of her really. I have a little bit, but she doesn't, I don't, I don't connect with her that much. I know what you mean. But, I know she's a legend, but I don't connect with yeah, her that much. But I mean, maybe I will later in life or something. Maybe it's a fit, maybe it's a stage you get to. I don't, mm. I don't know, but I do know she's very well thought of anyway, but mm. she's like well known for talking about vulnerability and like encouraging people to, to be vulnerable Mm. so i guess she's probably a good person to go and listen to if you want to learn more about that specific thing but i think that um vulnerability is what actually improves your relationships Mm. you have better ones if you are vulnerable because if you show that person that you're a human too with flaws and like and then then they're allowed to be that as well Mm. and like you're just more relaxed and everything's better Mm. you know like rather like i'm fine i'm fine or or whatever whatever it is that you're hiding we're all the same we're literally all the same we've all got the same fears we've all got the same insecurities we've all got the same like shitty thoughts just in different like formats but we all (laughs) have the same shit and it's like when you just i don't know like let someone else know that and not pretend to have it all together will be perfect then that person is allowed to be a human too. Yeah, so true. It like releases a judgment. Yeah. So I think, especially with vulnerability, I think it's that fear of like, I don't want to be vulnerable and show the real me because like, what if I get rejected? What if I'm too much? What if you think I'm crazy? Mm. But exactly, if you step into that vulnerability and you say, this is me, I'm human, I'm flawed, it allows everyone around you to do the exact same and that creates such a deeper connection, such more understanding. Yeah. So obviously, I think the biggest reason of why you would struggle with intimacy is is definitely a fear of rejection Mm. like and that and i think what you're fearing being rejected about like completely depends on so many different factors but like so it could be that you're just scared to be yourself because you weren't allowed to be yourself when you were growing up or something like you Mm. were always told to stop doing that or change or whatever like there's so many things or maybe you got bullied or maybe in a past relationship like some that partner was horrible and like they said horrible things to you or like about yourself your parents like so it will be hard like you can see you can see so easily why so many people would struggle with this yes completely yeah and just another like really um kind of like 
body language sign. It's things like avoiding eye contact. <laughs> and once you start talking about eye contact, then you realize how much you're making eye contact. <laughs> yeah, we're staring at each, each other's eyes. Aren't, well, Abby's avoiding I can't me. handle the intimacy. <laughs> Could you imagine we try to do a full episode just looking into each other's eyes? That'd probably be a really bizarre episode. <laughs> If anybody's not watching the video right now, me and Grace are staring intensely into each other's eyes. You just eyes. broke it. I did break it. Do you know that um, cats, mm. have you heard about this? Like, I've heard something about that. I don't know what's, yeah, what you're cats, thinking. Yeah, cats, they stare each other out. The first one to look away is the least dominant or something. So yeah. like, if you if you want to assert your dominance to a cat, yeah, you stare them out. You're meant to stare and not turn away until they turn away first. And then if they yeah. turn away first, they know that you're the more dominant one. So if your yeah. cats... Ha, you keep looking away from me. Sorry, I don't know. We no, I don't. To... <laughs> I um, So yeah, if you're like... If you if your cats... If she's taking the piss, she's not respecting you. Just not doing that. Well, no, I, I read that ages ago. But, that I, but I thought it was that they get... Yeah, they get like intimidated. So when I'm looking into my cat's eyes and I'm looking at her with love and then yeah then I always think oh my god she probably thinks I'm going to kill her so then I look away because I don't want to scare her oh so she, you want her to well Benji is a girl is it a I mean, I'm just talking about Scylla I know she's oh. dead now but I just 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 reminiscing on the past yeah, yeah. no so then because because dogs love it when you look into their eyes but whereas cats they yeah they see it as like a threat yeah why do dogs love cats it? need to work on their intimacy yeah they do they need to listen to the I don't podcast. know I think I think dogs just like just they just love love don't yeah, they yeah they're just like got pure open heart chakras yeah yeah they're just ready to receive love and give love so willingly yeah they are whereas cats they play you know hard to get they're hot and cold they yeah. might come and like cuddle you for a bit and then the next minute they're scratching you you know like yeah, they're on they keep you on your toes yeah they're toxic <laughs> tangent tangent but but yeah avoiding eye contact yeah avoiding eye contact is a big one because it automatically says and i'm not talking about just on like a small scale i'm just talking about maybe people that like really struggle with eye contact and it's that feeling of like don't look at me because if you look at me you might either see the real me you might see what's actually going on in my mind you might see into my soul <laughs> like yeah. it's actually really subconscious but it's like a huge sign that yeah you you struggle to step into that intimacy because you can't even look somebody in the eye i think that it's um yeah it's not i think it's well, the people that do it, i think it's not a choice that they do yeah. it like it's definitely like they probably don't even realize that mm. they do mm. and then <laughs> now now we're talking about this and you're staring at each other yeah but please can you tell everyone about what you do yeah so, so like i think i spoke about this on the podcast today i don't i, I can't think, remember yeah. have not no um, no no oh i wrote an email about, about it oh, did you we have spoke about it with ella ringrose on an episode four because she'd been doing it oh yeah with people and we were like oh like the shape shift and stuff yeah and we were like oh, she was like you two need to do it and we still never did it do yeah, do we do need to do it. I don't know why. Why are we avoiding this intimacy? I don't know. <laughs> we do look into each other's eyes quite a lot, but yeah, we do need to do it for like four minutes. Yeah, four. Is that how long? That's how long people say. I mean, I've done it for longer than four, but I think four is meant to be. What's your What's your um, world record? World record. <laughs> I don't have a clue. Probably quite long though. Um. Well, basically, so well, my course, quite long. That's so vague. Sorry, I was just, I was just thinking in my head. No, because well, everyone's probably thinking, "What the fuck are you talking about?" We're not even told them what we're talking. That's about. why I was just going to tell yeah, them yeah. now, <laughs> so it makes sense. So yeah, on my course, um, on this training course that I'm doing to do like healing and stuff, 
one thing you have to do to like invite people into the group is to stare into their eyes for like literally feels like an eternity. What an icebreaker. <laughs> exactly. They were like, right, we're gonna all introduce ourselves. And I was thinking, oh right, okay, right. My name is Abby. I come from and it's like, no, you're literally like, Hi, I'm Abby. And then you have to stare into their eyes. And it's it sounds so bizarre, but it is like really magical, like it's crazy. Um so yeah, I had to do that with the whole group. And then obviously after that I was thinking a lot, like thinking oh my God, looking into people's eyes is actually like, wow. Because like with the people in the group, when, and you guys will just have to go and try this, but when you're looking into someone's eyes, you kind of like fall into them a bit. And with a lot- Fall in love? No, not necessarily. You fall into that vulnerability though. And you see someone and like with a lot of the people I did it with, like you see their pain, you might see their suffering, but you have to then actually decide if it's yours or theirs. Cause it, cause you're looking into someone's eyes. It's like your energies get muddled and you'll, you'll feel each other's feelings. And like, you, I mean, no one has to go and do this, but like say in that course, you have to decide whether it's yours or theirs, which is quite interesting in itself. But, um, yeah. So I was like, wow, this is mad. Like people don't look into each other's eyes enough. Cause I was like, how have I just looked into all these strange eyes for like four minutes? I never do this with people. So then I went and said to my boyfriend, I was like, we're gonna have to start doing this on a regular basis. And we actually did for ages and we've like not been doing it as much recently. So we need to get back doing it. Do you like lie down? I'm not, don't mean with the people in the group, but like with, with your, with your, bo- your boyfriend. I'm not gonna say his name because he doesn't want to be named. <laughs> Keep it private. He doesn't care. That. Okay. Well, anyway, we won't name him for <laughs> privacy reasons. Do you like lie down and do it? Or do you sit and stare at each other like that because if you're doing it for quite a long time you might yeah most of the time you, know, you want to lean on something i think i've done it led down a few times but we've more done it like sat like intertwined oh no, not naked just sat you don't like how you oh okay do you yeah. know what i mean well, you actually... this. no i know because just because we're laughing doing about scissor things. hand movers <laughs> but that's basically what it is like a, a non-sexual yeah, scissor. yeah there's actually a word for that that yeah, kind of hook yeah, i don't yeah, know what yeah, it is yeah. But because that as well, I think that creates even more like complete focus when you're like completely like bodies aligned. Bodies, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure, that, well, there's definitely studies. So if but, me and you do it, do we need to do that? Should we just wrap our legs around each other? I mean, we can if you want. I don't know if that's more like a you sexual thing or a relationship <laughs> thing. But no, there are loads of studies on this that just looking into someone's eyes for four minutes does create so much more intimacy. And you enter like this new level of understanding someone and as well lots of weird things can happen yeah we need to do it lots of weird things can happen like shape shifting face shape shifting my boyfriend's face has completely shape shifted to like some old man before i was like what the fuck and and also one of his eyes always like go as well like rumple still skin (laughs) (laughs) he always laughs at that no honestly it does it like merges also like when I did it with my boyfriend once, which was Matt, he had done like some psychedelic mushrooms, but literally only a small amount. He wasn't like tripping or anything like that. It was just chilling and we were like, oh my God, let's do the eye thing. I didn't have anything whatsoever. Why did you not have it if he had it? Because you want to do it in like a safe environment. So oh. if he had it and then if he was like, oh my God, because he doesn't do it regularly. So if he was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm tripping, you won't want me to be doing it because they didn't want to feel safe. Oh, right. So if, if two people freaking out. Yeah, exactly. Staring into each other's eyes. I, I didn't want to do it then anyway. I was just happy with my brew. So I was sat there with a brew and I was like, yeah, let's look into each other's eyes and like staring into each other's eyes. And I started like seeing everything was like moving, all the colors were moving, like everything was like, you know, when everything looks like it's breathing, like as if I was on psychedelics, but I was just looking into his eyes. So like, I don't have an answer to that. That is like some weird thing going on. But if you're like quite intuitive, if you're into all that, then 
go around, start looking into people's eyes because you like, you never know what you're going to see. My God. It's weird, isn't it? Because I remember I was talk- thinking about it the other day and I was like, that was so weird how I felt like I was on psychedelics, but it was just from looking into his eyes. It's as if, as if he was like telepathically showing me the image of what he was seeing, but I was just seeing it through his eye. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Disclaimer, we are not condoning drug use or <laughs> pushing drugs. Please don't take drug advice from us. No, if you want to do psychedelics, go and do your own research. But if you're in a relationship, definitely. And with your friends, try the eye thing. Try do mushrooms and staring to your other's eyes. <laughs> try it four minutes. Try it with your parents. Ugh. That should be a new task. <laughs> Me, I think I'd need about 12 years of therapy after that. Sorry, is that really horrible? Is that really bad? <laughs> you should make it sound like they're like absolute monsters. Oh, why should make it be well awkward? Yeah, well, I well, said I a lot of people. I said no. That's well that's why I said parents because I feel like friendships. Yeah, relationships. But it's yeah, like it's like her funny list this thing with parents. Like what the hell? <laughs> what is this generation doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd ever be able to convince them to do it. I don't know if I'd even want to. No, I mean, I but, no, but that's the my, thing. My mom's eyes. I mean, I love my mom. She's sound. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, it's the point of like getting uncomfortable. Like what you might not want to do. You might think, oh, well, wow, I would want to look at my mom's eyes. But it's like, that creates a deeper connection. Even if you're like, why am I'm I doing well this? I'm well close to my mom though, but I don't want to stare into her eyes. Just why because, though? Because she's cringy to it, your mom, I think. Do you not think? Or but is, that, but you not or just am think that. Emotionally unavailable. Am I being um, in intimate? No, it's fine if you think it's cringy. But I think is that, yeah, that like what it's like. Why do you think it's cringy? Because it's your mum. But, <laughs> but why? I'm gonna get my mum to do it, and she's gonna freak out. I'm gonna give her a lesson no, in probability. No, my mum would probably do it. I just some like I don't know. Well. Go and try it with your parents, guys, and see, see what they say. Some parents might be well up for it. They might have always wanted to look into your eyes. But moving on from that, another little sign is using humour as a self-defence mechanism. And I don't mean, like, everybody stop laughing right now. I mean, um, where... making jokes, no fun. Yeah, I mean, this podcast <laughs> it wouldn't really work with it. Um, but no, I mean more like if you're in a serious situation or there's, like, you're trying to have an emotionally vulnerable conversation or someone's trying to have one with you and you are basically just using humour to really deflect them and to stop them in their tracks before they get too close like it's just a complete yeah. defense mechanism yeah and it's usually like they do say like the people that are the funniest cracking all those jokes could actually be the most pain yeah which is sad <laughs> um but you were saying as well there's like another side to it though yeah yeah with humor as well um like used within healing can be really healthy as well yeah elaine Sh- elaine shout out elaine hashtag this episode is sponsored by Elaine's Tarot Reading. <laughs> you know, if you listen regularly, you know that we always mention Elaine. Um, I was, was going to say, our oh, Tarot Reader. We probably We've will go back to her. one session with yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely go back. She's our oh, Tarot Reader now. Uh, she's amazing. But yeah, she said to me that like um, how humor is so important within healing because when you laugh, it creates like a vibration in your throat chakra, which creates like a vibration, which opens you up to healing. I don't know if I've explained that, it's like how she did, but basically 
using laughter and a little bit of humor is actually really important when you're in like a very serious emotional well do you state. not notice as well like i think it's such a natural human thing to do to do that as well because mm. if you notice like do you remember when you were younger and you'd have a big crying thing fit mm. about something or whatever like you just cry and then afterwards then you let all the cry out and you feel so much better and you just snotty face and you've, you've <laughs> cried and your top's all wet and then and you're like <laughs> and you stop doing all that you stop hyperventilating and then and then the person that's soothing you, then you start joking together. And yeah. You start laughing and then you're like, and you go back and play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It like releases the seriousness a bit. Yeah. Because well, doesn't... I, well, I think as well, it was funny because like our podcast, we talk about quite a lot of serious topics mm. quite regularly. But I feel like 90% of the time we always joke whilst we're doing it. Yeah. Which I think is nice. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just like naturally what we're like, what we do. But I think um maybe maybe it brings healing to those that are listening <laughs> yeah it probably does it because say if they're listening to an episode and something really deep or they're like oh my god i do that or like feeling a bit triggered or something and then like you crack a little joke just naturally and that opens them up more to it yeah. and it helps it settle more yeah because we got a lot of messages about the episode that came out before this one mm. no two episodes before this one which was the simple tools to <clears throat> protect your mental health and we were literally not on purpose just naturally we're like joking and taking the piss through the whole episode about not taking the piss out of <laughs> mental health stuff but like about ourselves and just all the random shit that we we're just talking about in the conversation throughout it mm. but naturally like if you strip that back that's quite a serious conversation really like as yeah in, it's not because it is in a way because you're talking about like, mental health is really important obviously and we're giving like advice and tools but we like we laugh the whole way through. Mm. It's like, but that conversation, like loads of people are like, oh, I really needed that. Like, mm. do you know, and maybe it hit different because there was laughter involved. They're opening their throat chakras. So exactly. They like, <laughs> exactly. You literally just never know. <laughs> and the last little sign that you might struggle with intimacy is that you struggle to see other people in pain or upset because you won't let yourself go there, which I think is really important. It's like, just to give some context, I mean, in the sense of like, say you see someone and maybe they're crying, they're in pain and you're kind of like, one, minimise their pain in a way by saying like, oh, get a grip or something. Because you When know- you're talking about it, so just further context for everyone, <laughs> this layered conversation. <laughs> when you're talking about this, you, when you're saying, do you mean like, you'd be like, oh, stop crying, you're fine. I mean it like do you, from, what do you mean? I mean it from like two angles. So I mean it from like that like oh like why are you crying like get over it a bit because you wouldn't yeah because you almost wouldn't let yourself go there but I don't even mean saying it maybe thinking it in your head thinking oh why are you being so dramatic because like yes this person's upset but you wouldn't let yourself go there so you're like you're struggling to see them in there but then I also mean just like from the sense of like say some even like in a parent dynamic they may like really struggle to see someone upset they might say oh don't cry don't cry oh don't do this like because it pains them so much to see somebody else like that, but they're not letting themselves feel the pain so that they don't want to be in that situation. Whereas mm. the other person might be like really healthily just releasing some energy mm-hmm. of sadness. Yeah. And when people cry, I'm like, fucking let it out, man. Yeah. But it's like all these things as well. It's like, if if you feel really uncomfortable around people crying, it doesn't make you like a bad person right there. I'm not saying like, Some people you don't are want to wrong. see people cry because they, they feel that I really want yeah. you, like, I want, I don't want you to be upset. Yeah, I yeah, don't obviously. Want to see, like someone I love being upset, whatever, like thinking like that. That's yeah, that's completely that. natural. But yeah, I mean, more like, um, yeah, it's, it's like a subconscious, like 
I don't want to see you like that because I won't even let myself go there. Well, well I guess as well, it probably makes more sense. Like if someone, say you're in a, it's your friend or you're in a relationship or whatever, and they're like coming to you with a deep issue, like mm. as if something that they want to talk about because they like trust you, like whatever, like that's what you do. And they're saying, oh, I feel like this about the, and it's vulnerable. And then you can't even hold space yeah. to have that conversation exactly. because you, you cannot meet your own emotions in that. Yeah. Yeah, and that it's like sense. it's actually like a lack of tools, like just because you've never done yeah. that before, you're not used to it. Not because so you you're a down. dick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not because you're a dick. So that, like, that is a perfect example of something that could potentially ruin relationships yeah. if you don't have the tools to do that because you've never grown up and known how to hold space for others. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you can shut people down. Just quickly back to the eyes thing. Can I yeah. ask you a question? Yeah. Now that you do your course, your energy healing course, mm-hmm. for everyone listening. Um, <laughs> And how far are you into it now? How many months have you been? I think about halfway now. Yeah. So obviously six, you're six developing months, your learnings yeah. as you are going through the course. Um, the eyes thing, mm. when you say in people's face shapeshift, yeah. do you know more of the... Con- you know, you're saying like you you got to figure out whether you're feeling their energy or if it's your energy you're bringing. Mm. Do you remember that person who, when I saw Rumpelstiltskin on their face? <laughs> someone yeah yeah when i was looking at i wasn't literally on purpose staring into someone's eyes but like i was just why is that everyone's like what are you talking about like like i wasn't on purpose staring into someone's eyes but it was just like just talking over a conversation just Mm. just looking at each other and then i and and i I, like i felt like i could see rumple still skin (laughs) little fairy tale character um, but it wasn't obviously actually rumple silkskin, but it yeah. just was giving me rumple silkskin energy. Yeah, I know. I get you. I think it could be a whole range of things. Was I bringing rumple silkskin into the? Oh mix? no, no. Was I... it me bringing fairy tale characters into the situation? <laughs> no, I mean that more of like with shape shifting and face and stuff. I don't know much about that, but quite a lot of it can be do. Be, quite a lot of it can be to do with like past lives. So, so he was rumple. Yes. <laughs> So, you were with Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> no, um, no, it can be. like So, like, when someone's face is shape-shifting, you might see, like, past lives, stuff like that. But that's just, like, one reason. In terms yeah. of you seeing Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> it's just my imagination being booky. Maybe. It just dep- it depends how this person, like, looked at that time. Because you might have just glanced just, and, and just thought- Did it actually look like... His face almost merged into Rumpelstiltskin, or did he just look like Rumpelstiltskin? Yeah, it was just like I was kind of look at his this person's face from sort of a different, different like angles, like like you know, and you know, and you're just like chilling, like <laughs> watching TV and stuff. You're like lying down or whatever. Like yeah, you're not always literally sat straight opposite someone like you're at a table or something. Yeah. So yeah, the, this this person's face was at a different angle. So seeing their face at a different angle, I thought. Holy shit, is Rumpelstiltskin here? <laughs> it was really weird. It freaked me out. It freaked me out, bro. Yeah, I do remember you telling me like the next day and I couldn't stop laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe weird. Anyway, well, the Rumpelstiltskin mystery continues then. Yeah, because sorry, I don't really I don't really have an answer for that. But more but what I was saying when you said was you bring your Rumpelstiltskin, I mean that more from like just from 
not not uh, like past life stuff more like if i was looking into your eyes i might get like it's not like you but say for example i might love. get <laughs> I might, <laughs> or i might get like grief or something and i'm like i'm feeling grief and it might be because you had lost someone oh, and so i feel my energy yeah and i'm literally feeling your grief but then mm. a lot of people can get muddled up and thinking oh my god i'm feeling this like emotion what is it da, da, da. but in like in my learning i'm learning to be like okay that's not mine because you're learning how to heal people so you yeah. need to know yeah yeah exactly because i don't want to like hold space for people and then have all my shit coming up yeah, and then project. thinking oh my god I, yeah. yeah and it all it's all very <laughs> muddled i need to like be of service to that person mm. and know what's theirs and what's mine interesting maybe someone will write in and have a similar experience <laughs> maybe i've seen rumble silk skin how are you feeling abby are you feeling healthy are you feeling nutritionally i'm feeling good you feeling good yeah why is that because I've had my AG greens this morning. You have. Did you know, guys, that 90% of adults are deficient in at least one vitamin or mineral? Shocking. It is. That is why we love taking Athletic Greens, which is a greens powder. It's so easy to take. One scoop into our little cute water bottle, fill it up to the line, shakey shake, drink it, <laughs> out for your morning walk, energized, ready to go. It's so good. It's one of the biggest benefits I've actually seen since I've started consistently taking Athletic Greens every single morning is the balanced energy levels. Like I'm staying like consistent all day. I'm not having dips. I'm not getting like really hangry. Like mm. it's because it's got every vitamin in it. It's an all-in-one supplement. So you don't have to take multiple things. You just take this one scoop of greens powder. It gives you every single thing that you need. And all the ingredients are so high quality. It's just filling me up with everything that I need. Then I'm not mm. getting like random cravings for other stuff. And I mm. just feel so much better my energy is so much more stable which is great because we're running two businesses now and i need stable focused energy all day <laughs> yeah it's a complete game changer and i also love how it's like an all-in-one thing you don't have to be getting all your different pills out in the morning thinking have i taken this have i got enough zinc have i got enough that like it's just stressful and i think as well we're in this day and age where everyone's saying you need more of each thing but yeah and like, just well, all dosage you. yeah it's, like... it's it's too much <laughs> it's too much brain power so ag just sorts it all out for you which i absolutely love and in just one scoop of, of athletic greens you're absorbing 75 quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptions to help you start your day in the perfect way this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system immune system your energy recovery focus and even your aging i mean what more could you possibly want not only that, it's very lifestyle friendly. So whether you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free or gluten-free, you can all have athletic greens. So I'm personally dairy-free, but I have athletic greens every day and I absolutely love it. But don't just take our word for it. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes and really well-known people in the wellness world, such as Mr. Andrew Huberman, who I, I fucking love that guy. I'm listening to all his He's hacks. He's amazing. All his hacks on his podcast and learning so much. I'm feeling healthier. And he takes this every single day as well. And he knows his shit about biology. If you don't want to do anything, I'll probably do it. And Athletic Greens also uses the very best of the best products based on the latest science product iterations and third party testing. So the formula is constantly being updated to make sure it's optimal and the absolute best that you can be taking in a greens powder. Best on the market. 
So if you want to start your own journey with Athletic Greens, we of course have a discount for you. So Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Five free travel packs? Five. <laughs> All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash find your feet. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash find your feet to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So that was all of the <laughs> the signs and a million different tangents about rumple seal skin and magic mushrooms and blah, 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 loads of other shit. <laughs> Why you might struggle with intimacy. Um, but we just wanted to talk about why why intimacy is important so if you are someone that struggles you just heard us like list a few things there and you think oh i actually do a lot of that well what is the motivation for me to try and change this is why Mm. tell me why (laughs) (laughs) well i think the main thing is if you're willing to be um vulnerable and intimate just makes your relationships better yes because like we'll circle back to what we said at the start yeah if you're just willing to be open and be authentically you, you allow other people to be that. And that just creates more ease in your mm-hmm. life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100% totally, 1000% agree with you. <laughs> uh, another another really, well, it's just self-explanatory and simple, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Or maybe some people think, no, it's not. What are you talking about? <laughs> the next point. No, the oh. improves relationships. <laughs> yeah, no, they might not, not have realised that. Maybe we need to unpack it some more. Yeah. Should we circle back round? <laughs> Jane, and you stop doing that, taking the piss out of the podcaster words that people take the piss out of. Um, no, it, no, it does. It does improve your relationships because it. I, circling back to what we said at the start. No, but like what what we what I was saying right at the beginning when I was like, you just show that you're a real human with flaws mm. and all this stuff, and then that person's like, you know, like as well. Do you know, what I love. I, I literally am like. Yes, like fist pumping for these kind of people. Like all the all the girls that I'm like, I feel like I see most of them on TikTok to be honest now. But that I've got, I've got so many different body shapes, like mm. so many. You know, they call it like mid size, like so they have like pages like mid size fashion. So it's like you might see an outfit on Haley Bieber. It's like what does it look like on a girl that's mm, like a size oh, yeah. twelve or a fourteen or whatever, and <laughs> styling up the outfits like that. And anyway, not just fashion stuff, but also just like literally like body positivity, like. So there's, there's like multiple influences on on TikTok of girls that are like just show their bellies and stuff like you know yeah. like because we always see girls that have got like washboard little stomachs and stuff like that. and I'm like great if that's what you look like but like not a lot of people genetically are like that mm. and then and anyway it's these girls like these these women that are they're literally showing their body, like literally shaking the bellies in pictures and stuff. Yeah. And going, it's so cute. I love it. And like, you see them like fully loving and accepting them, their, their bodies. And like their, let's say flaw, it's not a flaw at all, but like society's mm. narrative it, as we've all like unconsciously absorbed growing up is that that is a flaw that like suck in, look skinny, did it, you know? Mm. And they're, they're like, no, look at my roles. The cute fuck. And I love them. Like, yeah. and I think I look really sexy. And I'm like, yes, you fucking do it. girls <laughs> um but like they're being they're that's that's them being vulnerable and they're building like connection with all the, like their audience their community all these other people online and like allowing other people to feel confident in how they look mm. do you know what i mean so i like i <coughs> i'll say like more more recently i've like 
had bad, not bad, but uh, struggled a bit with my body image a little bit recently, like more, felt more insecure than I have before in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird because then I go on TikTok and this is what I fucking love about some of the things on social media. And I'm like, that's why when I see these girls, I think keep doing what you're doing, like never stop. Mm. It's so powerful. Like so many people write shit on their posts as well. And I'm like, are you promoting on, like you're promoting diabetes, you're promoting unhealthy. It's like, no, they're not. They're literally so normal size. Like just (laughs) shut the fuck up. Like China, your ass. But anyway, um, and then you go on there and you just see that stuff on your for you page. And you're like, like, I think you look amazing. Mm. But you look like me, so why would... So, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's so funny because you get caught in this... Well, I get caught in this battle where I'm like, oh, feel a bit insecure, want to change, blah, blah, blah. And then I go on that and think... And then you see these girls, like, radically accepting mm. themselves. Like, literally, like, videos of people like, look at my back rolls, I fucking love them. And then you mm. see it and you're like, it just lets you do that too. Yeah. And we've been brought up to never be allowed to do that. Mm. And it's, like, so refreshing. And they're being, like, pure vulnerable and, and showing, like, like I said flaws again they're not flaws but they're they're doing it as a point of like mm. i love this size is flaw and i but i love it and then that allows you to do that too so that's just an example of like how you can do it on a macro scale on the internet but mm. then obviously on a micro scale and just your life like you just being yourself with other people and like embracing exactly who you are allows that other person to do that that's why you have this that's why you have a deeper relationship yes i love that yeah because you're like by you stepping into your real self, you allow others to do that too. Yeah. It's like your energy is open to it. You're like, mm. I am authentically me. And I just bloody absolutely love those body positivity. Yeah. Body positivity influence as well. Because I always think in that moment, like that all those amazing girls I say, I just think you have set yourself free from all these horrible like society things. Yeah. And it is just such a big flip as well from what we grew up surrounded by it's what it yeah. is now it's a massive difference so i think that just takes no, some I, i've got mad respect for them and yeah. they always have a massive why behind why they're doing it because to put yourself up online like that mm. it's a lot of you need a lot of balls yeah and um majority of them have been on the other side where they've felt so unaccepting of their body that they pushed it to limits that mm. were totally unhealthy and nearly killed them yeah like with a you know like serious restriction of what you're eating exercise like all this stuff and they've experienced the horrible dark side of that of of listening to society telling you that you're not good enough mm. of letting that you know that little voice inside your head say yeah you need to change yeah you look shit yeah mm. no one like like it's gonna love you blah blah all, all those things you think not good enough and what if you fully give into all of those thoughts what what the reality of that manifests they've experienced that so that's why they, they can then stand up and like do this online you wouldn't have the motivation to do that unless you had a huge why behind yeah. it they've experienced the horribleness on the other side if you don't take this this self-love approach and this self-acceptance approach um which is what like drives them to do it it's beautiful it, it totally is but the next the next other reason why intimacy is important is that it improves your mental health and other people's mental health just collectively because when you um well it kind of relates to the example i've just spoke about there mm. with the body positivity thing like um your those girls there are showing that i look how I look and i fucking love myself and they're glowing so then it allows other people to feel comfortable to do that as well so in the same way like whatever you're doing with sharing some level of vulnerability not saying it's only possible if you do it on the internet <laughs> with the thousands of people but like even if you're doing it on 
just with with your friend like with just people you actually know in your life physically if you are opening up and like talking sharing about whatever like even even about when you're really happy yeah do you know what i mean like the good things too um you it's just really good (laughs) your (laughs) mental health as well no it is because i think as well in terms of like relationships and friendships if you struggle with intimacy and you struggle with being vulnerable then you're less likely to talk about your mental health Mm. and how you're feeling and obviously we all know that if you bottle it up you're gonna feel a lot worse like it's really good to get it out get it spoken and nine times out of ten someone like can completely relate to how you feel and they might even be feeling the same so i think working on your intimacy and vulnerability really improves your mental health because it just allows you to actually show up and say this is how i feel today mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah and and do you know what as well i was thinking about when we were writing down the topics for the episode um sometimes it can be really hard to open up and be that that be vulnerable but mm. like talk about your difficult emotions with someone if you've grown up or had experiences before that have kind of scarred you that where you haven't been able to do that you've not been allowed to like because mm. that other person could hold, couldn't hold space like what we were saying at the start and it's not because they're a dick it's because they can't actually hold the space for themselves let alone for you like there's so many reasons why you might have had a bad experience but i actually think going to therapy one not only fixes you and helps you mm. but also what you're doing is you're retraining yourself to be vulnerable because you're yes. you're training yourself because it's like exposure therapy it's as in that's what's going on when you're actually having therapy mm. as well because you're literally sitting there and you're opening up and you're being dead vulnerable with this person you're telling them well, everything that's going on in your head and what you're thinking how you feel um because i mean most of the time you talk to therapists about shit that makes you sad <laughs> like more often than Things make you happy, otherwise you wouldn't be in therapy in the first place, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, you're basically like training yourself, your mind, your nervous system, everything to be comfortable with like um, sharing. Yeah. And then because that person obviously is definitely going to be able to hold space for you because they're a bloody therapist, like they're the best mm. people to do, to like best qualified people to be able to do that, then mm. like, they're literally the best people to to do that. So you're obviously going to have a positive experience mm-hmm. unless you're literally with a psycho piece of shit therapist, which I really <laughs> hope you're not. And if you are, fucking bin them off and get someone else. But I would say that 99.9% of therapists are really, not, really <laughs> nice people and like are good at their jobs. So you're, you're, when you go to therapy as well, it might be the first time you've ever experienced being vulnerable, being emotionally open like that. Mm. might be the first time you've ever, ever done it. Um, I know that girls talk a lot about the feelings, but maybe men haven't, don't like how we do. So therapy might be the first time they've ever done it. And then you obviously going to have a positive response, a positive experience because that therapist is obviously not going to like validate you or anything like that. Like they're, they're going to do everything that you need, that, that you would need to feel safe to, to do it again. Mm. So then you're basically training yourself to then be able to go out into life and be comfortable with your feelings and talk about them with other people too because you're not like do you know what I mean? You you're not scared because yeah. you've you've had that positive experience. Even if somebody does you do go out into life and talk to someone who's not a therapist about how you feel, just your friend and they can't meet you there for whatever reason. Then because you've had that experience of it, experiencing it in therapy, 
you also get to meet yourself on that deep level as well. You create an intimacy with yourself every time you open up more with other people. Mm. You're then it won't hurt as much, or you'll have more resilience yeah. to be able to deal with someone else not being able to. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a lot of waffle, but it makes sense. No, no, it makes complete sense, and I think that's the thing with therapy as well. That even though it's so powerful in those moments, it changes your life forever because, like you said, you're training your mind to be more open, more vulnerable in those conversations so then further down the line it could even be years ahead you might have even stopped therapy you'll you'll be more willing to step into those places because you've said it before you've Mm. opened yourself up to that um but that is why of course our podcast is just perfectly aligned with our sponsor who are best help who are an online professional counseling service who can set you up with your own therapist in just two days so say if you're maybe struggling with intimacy maybe you're thinking I want to have those conversations where someone is going to hold that space for me in a professional manner and I can train myself to be more intimate. Then they will set you up with the perfect person. And even as we just said, if you're not too keen on your therapist, they will change your therapist until you're happy for free. And if you're really scared to talk to your therapist and you don't want to make eye contact with them, you don't have to <laughs> with their help because you can actually just talk to them on the phone. It's all done from the comfort of your own home. Um, you don't have to travel anywhere. There's no awkward waiting rooms. You don't need to sit there in a room with someone if you don't want to. Like Some people don't feel comfortable with mm. that. Also, sometimes it's not like... Um, it's just just like not time efficient or whatever. Like it's, yeah. you, know, you, don't, you just want to remove the barriers that are there to get you to therapy so just being able to do it you can sit in your car and do it like it's how many people there's a lot of people you know they sit in the car and they have therapy like they talk mm. to the therapist on the phone or like on zoom yeah it's new car world. therapy like yeah not driving while you're doing it dangerous <laughs> like parked um yeah anyway basically you can do it wherever you want yeah and so yeah you can talk to them on a on a on a video call if you are comfortable with the eye contact <laughs> i mean you can't really stare in someone's eyes that much on a on the on a video call anyway but if you don't want to do that you can do the phone if you don't want to do the phone you can just do the chat box or emails and mm. still get therapy that way like they'll work around you and obviously you can build up that layer of intimacy and vulnerability mm. with the therapist but the best thing about it all is that we have a discount for you obviously <laughs> um you get 10 percent off your entire first month of therapy with better help if you just head to the link betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet that's betterhelp.com forward slash Finding your feet, the link's in the show notes, automatically gives you the um, discount when you click and sign up through that link. Um, and you can be intimate and vulnerable with a therapist in just 48 hours. <laughs> sign up for an account. Okay, so now we've covered off like the basic signs and why it's important to bring more intimacy into your life. Just some reasons why you might actually struggle just so you understand there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. So um, one of the main reasons is because of something you may have gone through in your childhood, which can create trauma. And as we always say, like trauma doesn't have to be something really scary. Trauma is how you've interpreted something. It's not actually what's happened. It's how your brain has interpreted it. So uh, yeah, just as a basic example, if you were never allowed to show your emotions, if you were never met in a safe way when you're feeling sad or vulnerable, then you may completely close off to that and you just think, well, it's much safer for me to not be vulnerable because no one can hold space for me. And that little belief is stored in your subconscious mind and that's just what will play out in your life and that's totally natural. But it can be changed through just a little bit of work and a little bit of reprogramming. Yeah, because it could literally be like something so small like, oh, I was on the playground at primary school and and Sally, fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She, um, I told her that... I was sad because the tooth fairy only left me 50p instead of a pound. She told me 
to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Get over myself. And then I couldn't be emotionally vulnerable with anyone ever since. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you think it, it sounds silly, but like it's that. yeah, but it's it's not because it's literally just how yeah how your brain has interpreted it, like how you felt at the time. Yeah, and I, I think another reason like why people will struggle is not just obviously things from upbringing or childhood, but also like scars from things in adult life, like mm. especially I th- oh, I'd say I'd say probably more romantic relationship wise. Well, it could definitely happen in friendships too if you made friends with like tilt twat or something or like a narcissist or like just was like a weirdo um but you know if you so if you got those those like kind of wounds those scars like just from adult relationships too where i, I don't know like you you open up to someone and like they used it against you or something do you know what i mean yeah. like some people are some people are fucking horrible yeah like um those like proper nasty people that are like use your weaknesses and insecurities back against you Mm. so then you're gonna obviously then be guarded and scared to actually let someone see your insecurities and weaknesses if they've been used as a weapon against you by some do you know what i mean yeah um and obviously that's literally only in the case with like horrible people like like good nice people would never do that to you Mm. but obviously if you've experienced that then you know you will be guarded because of that like there's so many reasons like why yeah definitely and, and it's all so like valid and like mm. it's completely understandable but it's like but if you want to so say you got rid of those bad people and you're moving forward in your life and you've got good people around you to have the best relationships with those people the deepest connections like will require you to be that more vulnerable self so then it's about training mm. yourself to be comfortable to do that so you can get the best yeah yeah because when people go through like heartache and stuff they might have opened themselves up to that person fully and then they have like their heart shattered. Yeah. And then they struggle to like trust again and open themselves up and that's struggling with intimacy. You know, like when you see like on TikTok and well, you see everyone really like where girls like laugh and joke and say like, oh, like you can't break my heart. Like I'm made of stone or whatever. You know, like they joke about the fact that they have all these like guards up, but it's like, like you just said, if you want beautiful nourishing relationships, you have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you have to step into that. Like it's not, cool or funny to be like oh you can't get into me but i want to have a relationship with you because how's that gonna work yeah because it's it's like on trend well it's on trends it's not on trend it is it's trending on tiktok no like <laughs> it's societal trend to pretend to be like cold and cool yeah and like toxic mm. and like you know yeah um but but what about the little sweethearts <laughs> Okay, so how to improve um, intimacy in your life. I think mainly just building on your self-worth and understanding that you do deserve intimacy. Even if you don't like naturally flow to it, you do deserve it. So I think stepping into that self-worth and understanding that I want intimacy and I can improve it is like the first step. Into me, see. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even say that, did we? Yeah. Into me, see. <laughs> intimacy. Yeah, definitely. Like, you deserve the best, you know? Yeah. And, and like, if you've never had someone, if you've never experienced, maybe growing up, a caregiver, someone who let you be you, or, like, mm. in whatever form that is, or let you express your emotions or anything just yourself, like, as an adult, you're allowed that, like, you deserve that. Yeah. And you can, you can create that, because if you allow, if you hold that within yourself, then you're definitely attracting people that just mirror that to you, and, and like hold that for you too yeah um so yeah man 
you deserve the best yeah <laughs> but i think as well um for like improving that intimacy i think if you struggle to like share your feelings you struggle to be moral i think just take it in steps and like yeah. in that moment where you you feel like oh this feels a bit vulnerable i'd rather not share it's easier to just not tell someone how i'm feeling like just get a little bit uncomfortable and just think I'm going to step into this and like those little moments are actually going to help my relationships transform and grow. I think it's just being aware of that and pushing yourself a little bit further. Yeah, but I'd always say as well, push yourself with the right people. Don't push yeah. yourself with the wrong people because um, I've definitely had that before where I've been like, will notice patterns within myself where I would have shied away or whatever mm. and been like, oh no, you're like, you always do this like, don't it's okay mm. and then I've kind of like thrown myself into the wolves a little bit because actually like it wasn't the right person to be like that with yeah, so always no. go with your gut instinct and listen to that because it's always right on like who you're so if you have like an intimacy problem not a problem but I mean problem you know you just something you struggle with or you struggle to be kind of vulnerable but you want to be that you're inspired and you're motivated by this episode and you want <laughs> to join in the club <laughs> um do it with the right people. That's why, like, going to therapy is great because that person will definitely meet you on a really positive level and it will it will calm you and it will build up evidence that it's safe to do that mm. with other people. But, you know, like, so... But say you're not with a the therapist and you're just doing it with other people, like, don't pick your shitty friend. Don't pick a toxic boy. Like, do it with good people, like, that in your gut you know are good people. And, and then you will have that. Because if you've always had a bad experience... And then you go again and you yeah. like push yourself and you're like, no, come on, like step out seeing on its own. It's going to be all right. You can do it. Mm. But you do it with the wrong people. You're going to just be even more like fucking yeah. scarred. Mate. You're like, ah, I tried. I tried universe. What are you doing to me, fam? Um, you don't want that. So go <laughs> do it with the right people as well. Like that's really important. Because not yeah. everyone deserves your vulnerability, mate. Like not everyone does. No, no. Pick mm. the right people. Bless the right people with, with the beauty of you and your feelings your authenticity your emotions your essence <laughs> your soul give it to the right people yeah because you're a blessing you're a blessing to the world <laughs> <laughs> but that basically finishes off the episode i really hope you guys have all taken something from this and you can go and improve intimacy in your life no matter where you're at with it absolutely step by have step have more sex <laughs> <laughs> No, that wasn't what this episode was about. I'm just circling back. We're just circling back. Um, yeah, step by step, day by day. Yeah, go easy on yourself too. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you struggle yeah. with intimacy, like just go slow, take little steps. There's no rush. Trust yourself. Have patience. There's no rush. There is no rush. Okay. And the people that are good people that maybe might notice that you hold back, but that you're trying they'll give you the space to grow. Yeah, you know completely. I mean? They won't push you. Um, so don't do it to yourselves well. Like, just, we're all on our journeys and our paths. Respect that. Respect yeah. Respect your own journey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> See you next Wednesday. If you loved this, star rate us. Apple and Spotify. You can write a review on Apple too. We need to get the Spotify ratings up. I keep saying this. We're stuck on a certain number and I don't really know why. Yeah. Come on, guys. There's so now. many more of you that listen than rate. It's not fair. You're making me sad, man. Yeah, just go and do it now. It'll take literally a fraction of a second. You just press a, one. I literally, I go around and rate everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Too. And it brings up back so much to yeah, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give what I want to receive. 
good yeah. energy. If um, you want a good day, come ring us. <laughs> yeah. No, I do. Even if I've just listened to like 30 seconds of someone's podcast or like I see they're a new podcast and they've literally just started where I'm like, five stars, five stars, you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't listened. Um, anyway, see you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>